Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Solo Cleaning School podcast, the break-fix model. This episode is not about my life as a former engineer because we engineers have a reputation that we can fix things, but we have also the reputation that we break them first. So that is the engineer's reputation. This is not about that. The break-fix model is something totally different that is super cool that I just learned about in this past week. What it is, is a dive into my own solo cleaning business, and let's see what has happened in the recent week. Here we go. Well, I met a new friend named Tom while living with my mother-in-law. After we moved from New York to Pennsylvania and selling our company, starting a new business, figuring life out, finding the new church we're going to go to, how we're going to connect with new friends and get our kids reintegrated into the homeschool arena. And what's not as hard to move when you do homeschool and you're self-employed, you don't need a school district, you don't need a job to find. Nevertheless, it was not the easiest move for the family. Five kids at that point, ages 1 to 13. And it was a challenge. They lived in New York their entire lives, and now we're here. We go from a house where it's just the seven of us, and we move in with my mother-in-law in Quakertown, Pennsylvania. Now, God bless her. We're so thankful to her for allowing us to stay with her for nine months but it did get tense. She lived by herself for probably close to a decade, and so she was used to that. So bringing seven people, I think in her mind, sounded great on paper. But then once we were there for a while, it just got tough. It's it's tight quarters. It was a smaller place than we lived in with our full family prior to adding an eighth person. So we just are so grateful that we had that time to really just figure out where we're going to be, you know, find our wings, spread our wings, find our church, figure out what we're going to do kids-wise, friends-wise. Where am I going to grow my new cleaning business? It gave us time. Eventually, we settled into the Harleysville, Pennsylvania area, and I've shared some of that story. But I'm going back a bit. So while we were in Quakertown for those nine months, I was cleaning a bit. My son Kenny and I were cleaning a vet and another office in Percocee, Pennsylvania, so two offices every Thursday nights, and I was growing this, this Solo Cleaning School platform and the Smart Cleaning Tribe. And my son Kenny was also getting very entrepreneurial. He had tried all kinds of things to do for a business, and now he was working with dad, and he found some interest in ripping apart computers and seeing if he could fix them. So when we met Tom, who owned a local computer repair shop, literally a block from my mother-in-law's house, we went over, introduced ourselves. Hi, Tom. I'm Ken. This is my son, Kenny. And I allowed my son to be the one to talk. He wasn't comfortable. He had to grow into that at 13 years old. And we just asked him and said, hey, if you ever have any extra computer stuff you don't need, we'd love to maybe buy it off you or get it from you. And he said, well, actually, I have some in the back. And that started a process where... Tom brought myself and my son to the back of his store 
And Kenny was like the kid in the candy store with all these computer parts. Now, I personally don't get it. But as a dad, I understand that for me to connect with my son, I need to connect with the things that he connects with. And so he was into computers. And this is what he wanted to pursue. So I took him and I waited with him. And I talked with Tom and we built up a little casual rapport. And where are you from? And where am I from? We're new in the area. I own a cleaning business, etc. And it, it was nice. He's a very nice man. We're very grateful. We walked out of that store with uh, maybe four computers, some broken laptops, some monitors. Now, Tom was throwing them out. They were recycling. So it was no loss to him. And what Kenny did with them was incredible. He learned and learned and figured out computer repair diagnostics. And now he runs his own YouTube channel, which is in the notes of the for the show here. And I was just amazed because he was taking things that are broken, figuring out what was wrong with them, going on eBay and other computer parts stores, ordering the parts, taking the thing apart, replacing the broken with the good, and getting a part or a monitor or a desktop that was working. And then he sold it through eBay. I'm like, what? This is an incredible potential for you. And we thought we would just continue that. So he's still working on this today, like I said, still looking to flip computers, but now he's getting more into the YouTube side, which he's just been all over. So definitely check out uh, Computer Repair for Beginners, which is my son's YouTube channel. And if you think he's good at editing this podcast, wait till you see his videos. He has world-class thumbnails. (laughs) All right, so let me pull this back now to what happened recently. Tom's been our friend, and I recently did a Nine Mistakes in Disinfecting webinar with the Chamber of Commerce, and I've shared this multiple times in this podcast. Well, Tom was a guest on that webinar. He was super impressed with the presentation. He knew I was a house cleaner and an office cleaner because we had met a few times on behalf of my son, but having seen me go through this presentation, he instantly saw me increase from a level one to a level two cleaning specialist. In other words, I went from someone that knew the basics to someone that was a cleaning science expert and knows how to disinfect. In his mind, he was thinking, I need to get him over to my office to take a look at it and get some prices. Now, I didn't know he was thinking that, and we stayed in touch, and he even was thinking of bringing me in as a guest speaker to talk more on disinfecting to a local group of business owners in the nearby town that he's in. And that relationship just kind of picked up again. We emailed each other back and forth. And one day he said, hey, Ken, I've got some more recycled computer stuff. You want to come over at some point this week or next? So we went back and forth and finally arranged the time. And it was a Monday afternoon. I was already planning on going back to my mother-in-law's house to do some podcast batching. So I brought Kenny with me. Now, why would I podcast batch? Okay, here's why. Because it's hard to podcast record at my own house with a main street next to me with cars zipping by and also with five kids making noise that are homeschooled. That's hard to do. So my mother-in-law's house is empty again because we're gone and I have my own little room I can go into and record. So that works out well. I brought Kenny with me so we could stop at Tom's computer place and that was the plan. I just went there with shorts and a tank top. And while Kenny was rummaging through the computer stuff, Tom just casually says, well, hey, Ken, 
I was thinking I'd like to have you come and do an estimate at some point in the future. Maybe get me some prices. I said, yeah, that would be great, Tom. I'd, I'd love to do that for you. And we're just kind of twiddling our thumbs as Kenny's looking through. Hey, Kenny, you want to just walk through now? Sure, Tom, let's do that. He walked me through. I took notes. I got into the bathroom. I saw some rings around the basin there of the sink and around the faucet. You know, some some rust, some some buildup of some heavy metals. And I was thinking that this would be a prime time to showcase my skills. As I looked back, Kenny was still sifting through stuff that was junk in my eyes, but to him it was valuable. I said, hey, Tom, do you mind if I touch up your sink for you? He's like, by all means, go for it. I said, okay, I've got to go out to the car and get my big guns, my heavy hitters. He says, ooh, what does that mean? Because he had seen my presentation. He didn't know if I was going to come in with equipment or like power tools. He, he's just like, what's he going to do? So I came in with my bucket, my cleaning tote, and some pH balanced for a man, but made for a woman. Now, that's the wrong commercial. But I brought in my pH-balanced cleaners, and I went to town, and I cleaned that sink up in about 15 minutes, and he was like, what? This is incredible. Wait till my office manager sees this. Thank you, thank you, thank you for doing that for me. And meanwhile, Kenny's just finishing up. And I said, sure, you bet, Tom. And so we went outside, and I kind of put a, a conclusion to the proposal, part of this conversation. I said, well, Tom, give me a few days. I'll get this proposal out to you. I just need to think through some options. And I explained that I do presentation cleaning also on top of the science of cleaning. So he understood that I also do first impressions and he liked that a lot. So I raised my level of specialist even higher. And now that I had proven myself right in front of him, which I really have never tried that before, just because my son was there. And at one point, by the way, I had said, hey, Tom, uh, I wasn't prepared for an estimate. I'm only wearing my shorts and a tank top. And he's like, Ken, no worries. Don't worry about that. I understand you weren't planning on doing an estimate and it's fine. It's summertime. I said, okay, Tom, sounds good. So it was the most unprofessional estimate and the only one I ever done a sink cleaning while I was there. Meanwhile, Kenny is finished and I pitched this to Tom. So Tom, Kenny has a new YouTube channel and he's going to do, and Kenny was right there, and he was filling in the blanks. He wants to do a five-part series on how he gets computer parts from a recycled pile from a computer store. And then he walks that through the process of identifying slash diagnosing through the replacing of the broken parts and the sales and making money from it. So I asked him if he would be okay if I recorded a video with Kenny talking and coming into the building and going in and having him sift through the box and picking out what he wants and coming out. And Tom was good with everything. He just didn't want us to be inside recording inside the back of his store. So we worked it out where he was okay with me doing an interview with Kenny. And then Kenny would go knock on the back door. And then Tom would open the door. Kenny would slide in. And then I would stop the recording. And then a little bit later, he came out carrying these boxes of gear and loaded up our SUV, and off we go. So that's the video one. So we staged our first video, or his first video for this YouTube series, which will be a lot of fun. So that all happened on that one Monday afternoon this past week. So it's crazy how that went. And let me just follow up on this story. Check this out. I got the proposal to Tom two days later. 
And I got an email back from the office manager in 15 minutes, not with a yes, yes, we'd like to hire you, but with a, can you please send the first invoice to this address and we're going with option three. Like it wasn't even yes, it was send the first invoice. Like they bypassed the yes and had given me the fastest yes response in my 15 years of cleaning. So was it the relationship and the trust that Tom wanted to hire me so quick? Was it the fact that he knew I was a level three cleaner and the prices he saw seemed reasonable for someone of my caliber? Or was it that sink and his office manager said, Tom, the sink is ridiculous. If he can do the sink this good, what's the rest of the place going to look like? Hire him now. So maybe a combination of those three. But we walked out of that meeting with Tom and a two-year relationship that we built up with him with a new client. And it's so exciting. And now my son has got computer parts and he's back at it and doing his YouTube channel. So that's a really fun way to start out this episode. Now let me also share one other part of the conversation with Tom. And I learned this early on when we first got to his building prior to picking up the parts, prior to me cleaning the sink. Tom, Kenny, and I were just having a conversation outside. I was giving him an update. Hey Tom, I brought on a new client. He says he knows you, spoke highly of you. And Tom asked me who it was, and I'm just keeping the names of these companies anonymous just for the purposes for this podcast. I normally give names, but I know these two clients would rather remain anonymous. They're both in the computer industry, the computer repair, diagnostics, and information technology industry, so all within the computer industry, so to speak. And this person named Chris knows Tom, likes Tom, spoke highly of Tom, and Tom started to share with me that Chris's business model is different than his business model. Tom said this, Chris is an MSP. I'm in the break-fix side of the business. Tom elaborated. He explained the two business models in his industry. And of course, I related it back to cleaning. Here's what Tom told me. He said, the break-fix business deals with smaller companies and they have computers drop them off. We, meaning Tom, work by appointment, and we have a lot more flexibility. Plus, Tom said, I don't need many technicians to accomplish the work. It's small. It's an efficient business with flexibility. Do you see where I'm going here? Tom explained that Chris is an MSP, or a managed service provider. This model is more like a hospital nursing station. I said, Tom, explain. He said, well, imagine in the nursing station, you got the nurses and they're just looking at all these screens. Each screen represents a patient and their vitals. Well, this is what an MSP does. They are monitoring the computer systems of all their customers in real time. The MSP must be quick, nimble, on call, and ready to tackle anything that comes their way. The MSP model is awesome. The pro of it is that they work on a recurring model, which is paid monthly. Tom says that he doesn't have that type of a model. He gets paid on a one-time basis, like a painter, like a lot of cleaners that are doing one-time work. But he also has people that come in for like tune-ups and multiple fixes, and he gets customers that are recurring customers. They bring in their 
equipment for him on a regular basis. So he can get some recurring, but it's just not a set monthly fee like the MSP. So Tom related the two models and he said, I wanted to be a break fix guy because I can become their computer guy and I don't need that many clients. And I'm hearing this. I'm like, Tom, you're ringing the bell of the solo cleaner. This is what I talk about in my podcast. That's what I am, Tom. You and I are the same in different industries. I'm a solo cleaner. I'm the break fix cleaner. (laughs) He's like, oh, I see what you mean. And that made him like me even more, by the way, because he knew I wasn't bringing in a big team. So as a break fix or a solo, in a sense, mindseted individual in business, he liked the idea of hiring another solo person into clean his solo business. And Tom did go on to say that both models are awesome. They each have their appeal to different clients. See, Tom knows who he is. He knows what he's after and know why he wants it. And it's encouraging, so encouraging for me. And I believe it should be to all of you to know that there are people just like us in every industry. I wouldn't have thought, I wouldn't have known that there's a break fix guy that represents the solo cleaning specialist inside of the computer industry. I didn't know any of that. And I believe more than ever that every industry has the same two type, the solo mindset and the team building mindset. Cool. That covers the podcast title and my interaction with Tom. Other things did happen this week. That's not all I did in my business. I have mentioned in this podcast many times that we have a very strong and engaged and connected local Facebook moms group. This is an incredible place for marketing. And I've been under the go-giver philosophy mindset ripples in the pond since COVID started and for the whole course of my business, but especially go give what I know, my expertise, my level two cleaning knowledge to the community. My Total Life Freedom Mastermind told me, recommended to me that I go live in the Facebook Moms group. So I had shared this in a previous episode that I spoke with the administrator of the moms group and I shared what I wanted to do. And she said, that sounds great. Go for it. I scheduled it and then I had to reschedule it. COVID conflicts. And I was finally able to do the Facebook Live. It was pretty much crickets. I don't think anyone was on there when I did it. Maybe there was a few, but I was able to get it recorded. It was about 30 minutes long. I left that in the group, and now that particular piece of content is in the Facebook Moms group, Evergreen. It's always there. If you ever search cleaning, it comes up. And so who knows what's going to come from that? It's just one more layer to the marketing equation. But I did do something that was pretty smart. I linked a free course on how to disinfect properly in that Facebook Live. People that would like to watch that free course that are in that group, they'll have to submit their email address, which connects them and signs them up for my weekly or now bi-weekly cleaning newsletter. So that allows me to send out great content on a regular basis to these moms or anyone that signs up for that matter and to allow me to keep my name top of mind while they go through all kinds of life's busyness. 
this is really cool. Go back and look at the show notes. I have the link, but check out the Top of Mind episode that I had done a few months ago. And lastly, on the marketing front, I did write a newsletter this week, and it was a public service announcement, a PSA on the state of the cleaning industry post-COVID. I felt responsible to share this because there are so many house and office cleaners that are not level two and three that are trying to be level two or three. Oh, I'll disinfect for you, but they don't know how to do it properly. Oh, I'll use cleaning science, but they don't know how to clean properly. They're damaging surfaces. Maybe they're not even tax compliant or having proper insurance. Whatever the scenario, I wanted to put out a public service announcement that shares the state of our industry. And I shared a couple things. For instance, homeowners now are going to want their cleaners in and out of the house faster because they feel, well, less time means less chance of them transmitting any pathogens or viruses if they have any. We weren't thinking this six months ago, but people are more sensitive. And also people want to have less people in their house, not teams of four or three. They want one person and the same one person every time. These are trends that are going to start to happen more. Solo cleaning school, that's what we are. Solo cleaning owners. Or if you have a big business and you're listening to this, you have solo cleaners in your cleaning business. Either way, one person in the house at a time. And that's good. And you get them in and out quickly. I covered all this in that newsletter. And that wraps up this week's solo cleaning business update for Carfagno Cleaning. And you learned that every industry has a solo cleaner or the equivalent of the solo cleaner. And on that equivalent, I will speak to you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School class is dismissed.